0: Hello and welcome to the Freemind Podcast with Seth and Nova Reddy. This week, we have special guest Haste, the mountain prophet himself, on the show, and you'll hear from him in just a moment. Before we get to the interview, we want to remind you of impact360.org. That's impact360.org. They have those incredible online courses that you've heard us talk about on truth, worldview, and defending the resurrection. They're incredible online courses. It'd be a great gift to give to a student, university student, or for you to watch yourself. You can actually get $25 off those online courses when you use the promo code FREEMIND at checkout. And if you have a senior this year that might be going to university next year, We encourage you to check out Impact360's nine-month gap year program where your student can go to the Impact360 Institute for nine months and develop a firm foundation in their Christian worldview, study apologetics, and get ready to engage with culture as they go off to university the year after. You can get the application fee waived if you use the promo code FREEMIND when you apply. And now here's our interview with The Mountain Prophet.
1: Well, welcome to the Free Mind Podcast. We have a really special episode today. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, you probably remember us talking about the Mountain Prophet. Uh, <laughs> this would have been over a year ago, but his he he packed so much heat, we had to put him on the Patreon only because we weren't sure if just our normal listeners were ready <laughs> for for what he was going to bring, and so. Uh, today's episode will be rated E for explicit. Uh, we're not holding anything back. We're just bringing the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we're going to be talking about some deep stuff, man. He. So uh, let me give you just a quick uh, background about his name is actually haste. Um, I don't want to give you his last name cause uh, I don't want people coming at him cause this guy's doing high level work and I don't want to tell you where he lives. But, um, one of the things we really respect about him is just the accuracy of his prophetic ministry. He prays, you know, hours every day, has done it for years. He has been in this fight for over 30 years, I believe, um, of trying to bring together civil government under the authority of God and, and just trying to understand what God is doing and then to speak it and to work for it. And um, he's, you know, it's funny cause we've had these talks where we'll sit with haste at, at the uh, cabin where we're with our parents there in, in Carolina and he'll be giving us history lessons all the way hundreds of years back, all the way to like, present of what's going on. And and Steven, our fact checkers, always, always fact checking him on the the cell phone. He's just shaking his head like, yep, yep. yep." So what I love about Hayes is like, not only does he have this prophetic ministry and God really does speak to him and he's really careful and he's tested. He doesn't speak when he, when God's not saying anything, doesn't say more than he's saying, but he also has just an incredible understanding of history and an understanding of current events and brings all those things together. So even if you weren't wanting like necessarily a spiritual talk, and you just wanted to know like, hey, what's happening behind the scenes right now? This guy does is just constantly researching and is a source of great um, information and wisdom. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start with just, you know, what what is going on? What's going on? Because if you listen to the mainstream media right now, you would have thought, uh, by November 4th, it was already in the bag. Biden's president, um, the dark days have begun. Well, from their perspective, the, the the great days have begun. But, you know, they were coronating him king pretty much by day two. And um, we know that that's not the case at all. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but people don't often know about it. And so the first thing I wanted to start on today, Hayes, was um, we were talking to you on the day of the election And you had mentioned coming into the election, but even on the day of the election, you said we need to be praying against the attempted steal that the Democrats are going to going to try here. So, why were you thinking that already? What was going on to let you know that that was going to happen?
2: Well, I had said a, a number of people would ask me, you know. A lot of people that would normally not want to speak with me about biblical things are so desperate that people that I know in the neighborhood and around would ask me, are we going to, is Trump going to win? Are we going to, you know, have a victory? And they were very concerned and worried. And I would tell everyone that Trump is going to win this election unless the Democrats steal it. And I said, I don't believe they can steal this election. And uh, I just know the Democrats and I know how desperate they are and I know how corrupt they are. And I also know the Republicans and many of them are cowards and uh, liars. So you have Trump as a guy, the Republican establishment he has to deal with and the Democrat party, which is fully corrupt. And you know, the Democrats are corrupt because I think the church has gotten so hardened to the idea of killing unborn children and transgenderism and promoting sodomy and all of these wicked uh, practices that God warned Israel not to engage in with the Canaanites or they would come under the judgment that the Canaanites were already under. So stealing, what's stealing when you're, you know, selling aborted baby body parts you know, what's stealing when you uh, in New York state legislature uh, votes to be able to kill a child uh, after it's born if the parents decide they don't want that? You know, so stealing is just normal to to be able to figure out the Democrats. That's their modus operandi. And furthermore, the American people, by and large, don't support that. Uh so it was obvious to me that the only hope they had to win this election based on looking around and looking at the Trump rallies, the, the boat parades, how engaged the, that I would call them, the new party is the Patriot party. I don't believe that the people that support Trump are your, um, can be described as your average conservative Republican. This is a new party that's emerging and I'm calling them the Patriot party in advance. Um, you know, the Lord has pr- prevailed upon me to pray and release that spirit of patriotism going back, you know, over 20, well, 20 years ago. And so uh, I've seen this patriotic spirit emerging uh, over the last 20 years and, uh, and before then. And so I could see the results of it with the, the enthusiasm that people had for Trump from the gate, uh, make America great again, secure the borders. Uh, Yeah, we'll have immigration, but it'll be legal immigration. You know, Um, we want that. You know, the nation is a nation of immigrants and we want legal immigration, but we don't. You've traveled overseas. I've traveled overseas. Just try going into another country without going through customs. You know, Um, see how far you get and then sign up for all the benefits that nation offers, see how far you get with that. you know so I can see this um, Trump is rekindling that dormant spirit of patriotism in people. And, that's, and God has given that. That's of the Lord to love your country. So uh, let me,
1: can I ask about that real quick, Hayes? Because, you know, if people who can't see you're wearing the Keep America Great hat. <laughs> and um, you're talking about patriotism. But there's a lot of questions in the church. They're saying, man, I can't, They they think by being patriotic, that Christians are being unchristian. So in other words, they think um, patriotism is opposed to biblical Christianity. How do you, how do you combine those? How does that fit together without maybe committing the bad prioritization of having the American flag be bigger than the Christian flag? Or how do you put those together?
2: Well, no, it's a good, it's an excellent question. I understand that. Um, The, The law is given by the Lord that governs all nations according to Paul's address in Romans. So English common law, which our nation derives its law, the rule of law and the Constitution from, uh, places people in authority. And then we're commanded to pray for the, all those in authority that we may lead a peaceable and godly life, which is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our savior, who would have all men to be saved. So first Timothy. So John Jay, uh, first chief justice of the Supreme court said, not only should it be uh, uh desirable for those in public service, elected office to be Christian, it should be required. Now, of course, that wouldn't go over too well today, but he was talking about a people who govern themselves under voluntarily under biblical morality and ethics and the wisdom of God in how they conduct themselves. And God is the one who's placed magistrates in authority, according to the Apostle Paul's writings. So it just, if you extract from that, you understand that um, all authority is given by God to govern people, and we should be subject to those authorities. And the church in the United States of America has the unique position of being the ones who govern the nation. We govern the nation through our elected representatives. So if we're not engaged in governing the nation, and we're forsaking the opportunity that the Lord has given us to participate in the government of a nation, which is the most powerful nation in the world today and has the opportunity to be a beacon of light and freedom around the world. And not only that, but to disseminate the gospel through the wealth and, and the opportunities and influence we have around the world. And now we have, for instance, right now today, Donald Trump appointed the first ever uh, ambassador for religious freedom to travel around the world and trying to, uh, work as an ambassador to promote religious freedom around the world. And so that's uh, uh, the kind of positive creative work that we can do when people govern themselves voluntarily under the under the rule of law, the constitution, and most importantly, under biblical uh, truth and morality and righteousness and wisdom, and then further, to be received the power of the Holy Spirit to be effective within the nation and through all the other nations. And so I think that to to not be engaged in uh, government, not politics, government. If you have to go through politics to get to government, then that's so be it. But to not be engaged in government is forsaking an obligation and opportunity we have before the Lord. And I think it's really just spiritual laziness and uh, apathy and worldliness and carnality you would rather go do something else than to save this nation and the other nations of the world what more important things do you have to do with your life so you can preach the gospel all the way through the government of this country and uh, have a greater influence than you can within the four walls of your church hiding from it
1: that's good haste Um, Well, then kind of getting back to the steal, when did it become apparent to you that in fact they had attempted to steal this election?
2: Well, um, I knew it on election night, you know, I knew that when uh, they stopped the counting that 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 was the fix. The fix was in. I knew they weren't going to have the votes. I knew that Trump was going to, the Holy Spirit showed me, and I prophesied this and prayed it, that Trump would win in a landslide. I knew it by the spirit, that Trump would win in a landslide and the Democrats would try to steal it. So when they began, um, they cut out, they stopped counting the votes in, in those key swing states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, et cetera. Then I knew that was, you were gonna go to sleep at 2.30 in the morning and you're gonna wake up at whatever time you woke up and find out that miss that Joe Biden had suddenly surged ahead of Donald Trump in the votes in those in the tallies in those states, which is what happened. That's not hard to figure out. Once you, one of the things the church needs to do is define the enemy. The Democrats have made themselves an enemy of God and man. Yes, we wrestle not against flesh and blood and against principalities and powers and rulers. However, if those people give place to those devils, then they are part of the problem and they need to be identified as such. And if the church is afraid to do it or considers themselves morally superior to that kind of a battle, then there's no witness against them. And so then the day after the election the lord spoke to me and early morning and he said donald trump is running the biggest sting in history on the democrat party and that's what you're looking at right now playing out he knew all about their plans i knew this because in 2016 they tried to fix the election for hillary but the, the White Hats, let's just call them the White Hats and the Black Hats, the White Hats were able to sabotage their voter fraud operation. Their, um, by the way, since Joe Biden has said that they had the biggest voter fraud org- organization in history, maybe they should bring him up on the witness stand and ask him to explain himself under oath. Seriously. Exactly. Or was everybody going to say, oh, that was just an ascendant, a moment of... Uh, memory lapse or inability to communicate, but you're still wanting to be president. I mean, you can't have it both ways. So we need to be able to make the hard decisions and 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 um, uh, identify the, ent- the enemy of God and man. And that, in my opinion, is clearly the Democrat Party, which is trying to gain this election through election fraud, voter fraud. So the Lord spoke to me the day after the election and said, this is a sting operation by the Trump administration over the Democrat party, knowing they were going to commit this fraud, knowing that they had the Dominion machines. They had the, um, smart Matic software. They had the CIA operation programs of, uh, the scorecard and the hammer. And uh, this was not hard to figure out if you've been working at it. You know, it was not, it's not something that's hidden. It's hidden in plain sight. But if you're looking and you're willing to sift information, some years back, some, uh, one of the uh, men that I mentor asked me, said, well, what is the Lord saying to you now? What are you doing now? And I said, sifting information. I said, this is the season and the time to go and find out what's really going on. Because you, a, a biggest, one, one of the greatest uh, weapons in war is deception. And um, all nations practice it when they're going to war against one another. Troop movements, uh, troop strength, are all if you're, you know, Jesus even spoke to it and said, if you're going to war against a man with 20,000 troops and you only have 10,000, you better count the cost and see if you with 10,000 can defeat the one who comes against you with 20,000. So even Jesus spoke about the practicality of assessing your strength. Uh, the the proverb says by wise counsel, you shall wage your own war. So the, uh, the Lord has given sovereign nations to guard their own borders and to practice the rule of law, and he did that when he scattered them at the Tower of Babel. The Lord loves sovereign nations. He doesn't want centralized government in the hands of a few corrupt people, which is what fallen man would inevitably do with power if they're left un. Uh, governed. yeah. Mm-hmm. So government fought by, for, and of the people through the Constitution, and the rule of law seems to have been the best form of government, a constitutional republic that man has been able to come up with to this point in time, and God has blessed it. And uh, so Trump was faced with a, and I told people this at the time, what you have taking place, and I said this well before the election and an, and an address I gave at an annual conference back in S- September that there, there was a, an undeclared war being prosecuted against the United States of America with the communist Chinese party, the Democrat party and the mainstream media being the principal actors in this with a couple of other powers that were in the background. So, knowing that, seeing it was obvious, because one of the things I've studied over the years and, and have been on site with some of these operations is the, the mainstream media and how they seek to uh, pervert and corrupt people through lies and deception. And we saw even Fox News, which had identified themselves as one of them for me years ago, quite a few years back. And I, I shared that with people that they were in the tank and you watch them, they'll start to stab people in the back, right. When they're, when it becomes apparent that they might surge ahead and win an election way back in, you know, well before 2016. So, you know, they are the propaganda arm of the, uh, of the Democrat party and the communist Chinese party, the mainstream media, all of them, all eyes, all the time, essentially. So now you have this uh, intelligence that's being raised up on the white hat side through the internet where people can gain information and sift information. And there's a lot of disinformation and misinformation coming as well by um, various uh, parties that have various reasons for doing it. But if you look and you sift and you do your work, you can find the thread of truth running through it and, uh, those are the the patriots now that are emerging who love they love God, they love their country, and they're not looking to identify themselves uh, and make a, a a name for themselves or a living for themselves, but they're willing to pitch in and share the load with everybody else. And they love one another, they love God, and these are the people who have supported Donald Trump. So yeah.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: This, well, the sting is now what we're seeing playing out right now. This is the sting operation. This is where Trump surely won by a landslide. Prominent attorney Lynn Wood, uh, Sidney Powell, others have said 410 electoral votes. I, I would agree it was well over 400. He may have won every state. In fact, he probably won the popular vote in the 2016 election, not to mention, as, along with the electoral vote. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to. Yeah.
1: No, it's good. I was going to ask, actually ask you about that. How, what, what would be the details of that sting operation that happened and how is that playing out now?
2: Well, the details in my opinion is that Trump had working for him, military intelligence, both active and retired interesting to note, by the way, that he just pardoned Michael Flynn today, just a, just a little while back. Now, I was hoping he wouldn't pardon him, but he would be exonerated. But uh, that's okay. He knows what he's doing. And as Anne-Marie and I said, well, just trust the plan. He knows what he's doing. But uh, I believe he had active and retired military intelligence, which, you know, the military is going to be the, the place you look for the most loyal patriots who have um, taken an oath to defend and protect the Constitution. Many of them may not live up to that, but most of them will. So those are the people as commander in chief that he can, that can give him the information that's necessary, such as it's widely uh, reported that Admiral Mike Rogers of, of the, who was the head of the National Security Agency, gave Donald Trump the heads up uh, after the election in 2016 that uh, he was bugged and he moved his headquarters from that location to his, uh, I believe, a place in his golf course in Bedminster, New New Jersey. So uh, I think that uh, the sting operation was probably put in place by maybe a combination of people in uh, in military intelligence, as well as some of the other agencies that are charged with that kind of, the, the cybersecurity infrastructure security agency has just gained uh, a position of general uh, knowledge that the public knows now there is such a thing. And their first and, and only uh head of that agency was recently fired by Tom, Donald Trump. Uh, And, but they're charged with uh, cybersecurity. And that means they're looking at exactly the type of operations that the Democrats ran, which is now well known through the Dominion computers, the uh, Smartmatic software and the other tools they use to uh, steal the election, to steal the votes. And so, it's not a matter of whether the evidence exists. The evidence is overwhelming that they they stole the election by fraud, election fraud, voter fraud. That's evident. The ev- evidence is overwhelming. The question is now, can you find enough honest judges and loyal Republicans to prosecute the case in the key swing states? I believe you will find that to be true because the more information that the uh, people behind the scenes allow to come forward, the more you'll see how much information they actually have because I think the Democrats' big mistake in this is that they align themselves with foreign actors and that immediately becomes a national security issue. As soon as they align themselves with foreign actors, then some of these agencies' uh, surveillance equipment kicks into place because they're monitoring, they're charged with monitoring election fraud or election meddling by foreign governments. That's what they tried to get Trump on with the Russia gate. So they just fell into their own trap that they laid, which is biblical by the way, caught in their own trap, fall into the pit that they have dug, you know, stumble over their own tongue. These are all things that are useful to pray when you're dealing with frauds like this. Um, Do
1: you think then that some of the if the military intelligence organizations captured some of this stuff, do you think that they're working with Sidney Powell and she's just kind of keeping that under wraps or are they doing a separate um, push? Well, I I think that what
2: they're going to, what they'll have to do, it would seem to me, is cross all the T's and dot the I's because they can't be working on behalf of Trump arbitrarily to defeat Joe Biden they have to be working according to the rule of law. Otherwise, then you've got another scandal that the Democrats can try to craft when they see that they've been caught. Um, So I don't know what the uh, legal issues are for uh, people who are charged with cybersecurity, and particularly in this case, overseeing the electronic data that was manipulated to try to Show Trump as a show Biden as a winner in these various states. Um, so I don't know whose purview that is, but I think t- Sidney Powell is running an independent operation based on information she has. Where she gets that, I don't know. And then Trump's running another operation to defend his campaign with Rudy Giuliani and this uh, woman Jenna Ellis are two principal uh, operators there. then you've got an announced. You've got uh, L. Lynn Wood, a prominent attorney in Georgia, who is kind of allied with uh, Sidney Powell in searching for information, gathering information, and uh, also calling into account the uh, corruption in the state of Georgia with Governor uh, Brian Kemp and his Secretary of State, uh, Raffensperger. So,
1: yeah, it looks like they said that they might have some evidence that they've actually received money from the the Chinese yes. government in the past yeah, they, little while.
2: back in uh, less than a year ago, they gave them uh, hundred and seven million dollars. They the 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 go- the Georgia authorities in the state of Georgia paid a hundred and seven million dollars for this Dominion. Uh, voting machines, I think they got 30,000 voting machines out of that, um, and Marie and I were calculating that, I, and uh, I won't tell you what our math is right now because I might mess up, but, uh, but anyway, the, 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 uh, the assertions that Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood are making is that there was bribery money uh, in that purchase of those machines, and that bribery money went directly or indirectly uh through the hands of Governor Bryant Kemp and uh this Secretary of State Raffensperger. And both of
1: these so, guys are Republicans, just in case you're listening. And this is one of the things that you've been saying for years, Haste, is like this isn't a partisan thing for you. And I think we've we've described this in the past, like the Democratic Party platform is anti-Christ, it's anti-God. It's anti just, you know, liberty in um, the GOP platform, while not perfect, is much more in line with biblical thinking. Yes. But there are individuals within the GOP who are compromised and some of them are just cowards. Some of them are business first and Country second, so it's not as though you're saying all Republicans are good all Democrats are bad. It's it's actually much more complicated than that, and I, th- I think we're seeing this in this shaking moment of people are being revealed um, all across the board in the church and the government, and we're seeing how they're responding to this thing, and that's what can be so. I guess kind of um, disheartening for people right now that are trying to get through this disinformation when you hear people, even on the Republican side, that in the past have supported Trump saying, hey, he needs to let this down. There's no good evidence. Chris Christie and even Marco Rubio and all these guys. you know, you begin to think, oh, there must not be anything to this. Maybe Trump is just a con man, a shyster who's trying to do something. Maybe he's trying to just get people to doubt enough so he can run again in 2024. All these kinds of thoughts are coming to people, people's minds and deflating them. But in in your case, you're saying, no, these Republicans in this case are either – corrupt, and they're dealing with the Chinese, maybe like the Brian Kemp in Georgia, or some of them are just cowards. Do you want to say anything else about that, about what we're seeing across the board right now? Yeah, um, in uh,
2: 2008, after the election in 2008, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm uh, bringing the Democrat Party to Washington, D.C. for judgment for the sins of sodomy and abortion." And we went up there and told our congressman, who was a Democrat, that in his office. And he laughed at us, but then he, he's gone. He left shortly afterwards. We ended up praying with and laying hands on his successor, is Mark Meadows, who's now Donald Trump's chief of staff. So we had a little bit of hands-on experience with, with that at that time but at the same time i the lord gave me that word that he was bringing the democrat party to washington dc this was their valley of jehoshaphat joel chapter three you sold a boy for a harlot and a girl for wine and now i'm going to judge you joel chapter three then he says gather the heathen together and bring them to the valley of jehoshaphat and there i will judge them and that's the foundation of the word he gave me after the 2008 elections. And I took that to Washington and declared it it to our congressman. Um, At the same time, the word, the Lord said, the Republicans need to take this time to seek the Lord and get their act together. I'm paraphrasing it because their judgment will come next. And um, so that's the Lord, the word He gave me, and uh, we delivered the word. And the first parts come to pass. By the way, I will say this: that uh, we were up there for the Obamacare uh, the day it was passed, and we had been there for the weekend, you know, to try to stop that from going through. And uh, I was asked to speak at a at a rally that was on the West Steps of the Capitol that day. And we got the news that the that the Obamacare had passed while we were having this uh, rally on the west steps of the Capitol. So I was asked to go and pray and see what the Lord would say to me at that moment and come back and share it with this group that were gathered there. And the Lord said to me, you'll recover all after the time of David's uh, uh, loss at the in Ziklag when uh, he was gone in the... They came and took the, the children and the cattle and the women, and he went back after them. Well, Trump has brought that about. We're, we're coming back to recovering all that was stolen from us through this Obamacare debacle. And uh, part of that was when they broke the power of the individual mandate that required you to purchase the insurance or be, or be uh, fined. So um, these things take time. You know, the judgments of God, they don't always happen overnight. That's why I think it's really important for the church to dig deep into the Lord and His word and not be buffeted about by every wind that comes along around here, because uh, we're going to come into tougher times than this. And and this is the church's finest hour, to, to quote Winston Churchill, this is the church's finest hour. This is when the remnant emerges with the authority of God to speak the word clothed with power. And um, the the need to understand God's judgment, yes, he's judged the Democrat Party. By the way, after I gave that word to our congressman in 2008, he laughed at me, but, but then he lost the next election, and then um, in ensuing eight years— They, the Democrat Party, lost 1,050 seats in state and federal legislature governorships. So the word came to pass, you know, and then the Lord said, now I'm going to raise up the rough men. And voila, we have Donald Trump and his rough men. You know, we stand, we sleep safely in our beds because rough men stand ready in the night to visit violence on those who would do us harm. Sir Edmund Burke. And so we're in a season where he's raising up, the Lord's raising up the frayers, the wasters and destroyers. According to Zechariah, they'll fray the horns that have scattered Judah. They'll waste the Assyrians that come into our land, according to Micah. And they will root out, pull down and tear down and destroy, according to Jeremiah. And that's where we are today.
3: Can you speak to Maybe the um, group of people in our nation who might be dismayed or just confused by a lot of uh, prominent preachers or teachers or authors who are uh, Christians but are saying either A, it doesn't matter how you vote, or B, that the uh, policies of the Democratic Party is, is aligned with my Christian beliefs, have you heard some of that going on? Can you speak or give word of encouragement or wisdom to sheep who might be just confused by all that and, and just hearing all this confusion?
2: Well, you know, I would say overall what we're dealing with here is the spirit of witchcraft. You know, witchcraft is manipulation, control, domination, oftentimes through words. You know, you know the, life, the life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, so you can you can speak evil and it can have an effect on people who hear it or you and I believers can listen to evil and it will have an effect on what how we we can become oppressed by listening to darkness, you know, to lies, to deception, to corruption, to. So we have to guard our, our, our hearts. We have to guard our our eyes, you know, we have to not look upon things that are not good for us. You know, Paul says that, uh, I'm free to do all things, but all things are not expedient. So I think by and large, much of the church is carnally minded. So they judge according to their mind or their flesh, rather than according to the spirit, to those Christians who find themselves being buffeted and uncertain that, uh, maybe you're under the power of, of, uh, False teachings or preachings or uh, witchcraft, the manipulation and control of the mainstream media is constantly exerting through their barrage of lies and deception. And what witchcraft produces is fear and uncertainty and confusion. And what, but God gives. Power and love and soundness of mind. So when you're praying in the spirit to build yourself up, you enter into the realm of the spirit where Jesus Christ is imparting his nature and life and power and love and peace into your heart. And so you're operating from a position of strength and peace and calm rather than fearfulness and uncertainty. So, the church that doesn 't understand those principles are going to have sheep that are run running around in confusion and ready to stampede you know, and you can't You cannot prosecute a war for the soul of our nation with that type of uncertainty and immaturity so i I would say that the Lord is raising up a remnant that is not uh, governing their behavior according to the spirit of the fear of man but is acting in their lives according to the leading of the holy spirit and those will be the ones whom god will use as deliverers he says in obadiah 21 that deliverers shall come to mount zion uh we are that generation we are the deliverers the remnant are the deliverers to to deliver literally western civilization from the attempts to take it over through communism socialism and anarchy so it's good amen if i can't explain that to you then go to the bible read your bible read it from cover to cover genesis to revelation you can read it four times in a year you can go to the one year bible and you know it's not that hard and your mind will become renewed then learn to pray and then ask god for the for the power to pray in the spirit, asking for the baptism in the Holy spirit, asking for the gift of tongues, get yourself built up in your most holy faith. Then you'll be walking in faith and not in fear because this is what I say. When fear stalks the land, faith wins the day. This is our opportunity.
3: I'm awesome. Buddy. That's good. Amen. That's good.
1: Ace. Man. Well, you know, just real quickly to give kind of people an update. So we see that there's really multiple lawsuits going out right now, but there's two main kind of branches. You have the Sydney Powell, Linwood that are kind of exposing the corruption in both parties through this, this um, the digital dominion systems. And that could be something, you know, I think that's something that no matter what side you're on, you should say, man, well, they need to figure that out. If that, if any part of that's true, that undermines the whole system of freedom and, and the right to vote, Um, and so that seems to be something that's not necessary to the Trump case, but it could be something that's major that has impact just even way more broadly. This would be the the biggest, I think, uncovering of a scandal that I've ever even, you know, that I've seen in my lifetime for sure. But then you have the um, Rudy Giuliani case. They're meeting with the legislators. I think even starting today, they met in Pennsylvania. I think next week they're in Arizona. So they are all these swing states. They're meeting with the legis- legislatures and, and beginning to present the evidence to them because when they go to vote, I guess, on December 8th leading to the 14th for the Electoral caucus, college, that will get, enable them to have what they need to be able to say, is yeah. this a fraudulent um, election in these states? And they'll be able to make decisions on that. And then I hear he's got other cases as well that are going to potentially go to the Supreme Court to show that the whole election can't be trusted, which would basically throw it to the Congress. And that's separate. Am I understanding those um, avenues properly? Is there anything I missed there? Anything think, that you'd I want to add it, to uh, that?
2: General- I believe you've got the general uh, picture. Well, and uh, I would say that there are some details, you know, about the constitutional process in regards to the popular vote, the electoral vote, and then if those uh, electoral, if the popular vote is found to be tainted, then you can't you can't uh, assign the electors if you ha- don't have an accurate. Uh, account of the popular vote. So then you have to go to the next uh, constitutional uh, provision for the process to be determined. And that's when the state legislatures, as I understand it, appoint one person to represent each legislature, and then they go to the House of Representatives and vote. In this case, you have 28 state legislatures controlled by Republicans. If they voted along party lines, then then it would be a Trump victory right there. Um, I personally don't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> I trust the Lord Jesus Christ, I trust you all, I trust my, my brethren, but as far as uh, politics go and, and people in government, um, you know, there's so much betrayal going on right now within the Republican Party, and cowardice, and lies. That um, you know, I don't trust them to do the right thing, even if they're facing it, because they may be compromised. So I would have rather see the popular vote determined properly, and electorals, the Electoral College assigned according to the popular vote, which would be in the case. Trump gets a landslide and he gets all the 400 some odd electoral votes. It's a, it's a slam dunk. And
1: would that come through, would that be established by Giuliani's team, what they're doing um, by, you know, for instance, if he's able to show that in Pennsylvania, those hundred, uh, 600 and something thousand ballots that were taken in um, unlawfully would be thrown out and then tr- Trump would win that state. Is that the kind of method you're talking about?
2: Yeah, I, I think that would be the, the way I would pursue it, if, if, if it could be done, is that every legal vote counts and every illegal vote is re, is cast out. That includes, you know, but so many of these states now, as I understand it, are destroying the forensic evidence. They're destroying the ballots, they're destroying the mail-in, the, the uh, envelopes that the the mail-in ballots come in, which then you, you're destroying the evidence, and um, so, you know, the Basically, I think the plan for the Democrat Party, they know they were going to lose, and they deliberately did this in the sloppy fashion they did so that they could just make this a controversy for the next four years when Trump's in office and make their ignorant minions um, mad and angry to create chaos in the streets and take another shot at it in 2024.
1: So, how had- your best guess in how this is going to play out in the courts, what do, you, what, do you, what do you see happening just probabilistically? And then we'll kind of hop into the prophetic after that.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I honestly don't know that the answer to that question. I wish I could tell you. I don't even have a, an opinion. But what's interesting to me is um, just before we got online for this call, we got a call from a family member who watched the three and a half hour proceedings in, in Pennsylvania today. And they were very ecstatic. They're, they've got their ear to the ground, they're listening to everything and they're paying attention and they're intelligent and able to give a good report. And it was interesting, I was out, I had other things to do, but I was checking on my phone and, and looking at certain Twitter accounts to get to follow the proceedings in Pennsylvania. And um, I noticed that right side broadcasting uh, sent out a tweet saying that they were covering these hearings, three and a half hour hearings in Pennsylvania, and they were the only media outlet covering them. And they're not a media outlet; they're just a you know, just a you know, hit, well, operating out of their hip pocket for the last four or five years. But uh, apparently, it was a stunning um, uh, three and a half hours in which. Trump, his team was very well received by the Pennsylvania State Legislature members that were there and the panel. And there was a lot of uh, laughter and derision over the Democrat Party's attempts to uh, to uh, defraud the vote. So that looks promising in Pennsylvania. If they can throw out all the illegal ballots, then Trump, Trump was something like, Almost eight hundred thousand votes ahead. They say six hundred ninety thousand was what I remember on election night. Now they're saying almost eight hundred thousand votes ahead when they stopped counting, and then suddenly, when they started counting again early, a few hours later in the morning, Biden had mysteriously pulled ahead of Trump. You know, so that's an obvious fraud. You you can't even you can't even register it. There's so many, so much evidence against any of these improper counts or illegal counts just based on the time it takes to, to 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 transmit the information you know or ballots were were received and counted before they were ever mailed yeah you know just that kind of stuff you know yeah, I heard
1: that and I heard they got some uh, some ballot dumps that were faster than the computer can even read them <laughs> supposedly through the computer about.
2: exactly um, so now, those kind of things when they're examined by a man with common sense or a woman with common sense are going to obviously be thrown out as illegal ballot dumps.
1: Yeah. And so, so that's on that front, that's good to know. I didn't get, I wanted to watch that today, but didn't get a chance to. So thanks for that update. Um, The other thing I was going to ask you before we move into the prophetic was with the military um, intelligence organization, what do you think will happen from them? Do you have any idea of, of that information coming out in the future and how it would come out?
2: I don't think you'll find that out. You know, I think a lot of the information that uh, that uh, is gathered is 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 it will become public information, but you won't know much about the source. And it will be provable you know, but you won't necessarily, because by nature, you just can't, uh, it's not necessary to to reveal, as, as the crooks would say, sources and methods. You know, that's, you know, what James Comey or, you know, uh, John Brennan would say, you know, we can't reveal sources and methods. Well, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and, but you, but there, and there's requirements uh, that, Certain things are not revealed to the general public, such as you know, in the House of Representatives and the Senate, you know, these intelligence committees, and the fact that certain select members are allowed to view intelligence, but it's not given to the rest of the uh, to their party or the House or the Senate, and they keep that under their hat. So much much of the intelligence. If you have foreign actors involved, which no doubt are involved in this, um, they're not going to give that intelligence out there, but they'll be able to prove forensically that the vote was a fraudulent election and a fraudulent vote. And then once again, the simplicity of simply throwing out all the illegal votes And counting the legal votes is is where you come to. So now you have to determine what's an illegal vote and what's a legal vote. And I think the Democrats are frankly going to get tired of this type of um, uh, under the magnifying glass detailed study of their of their methods, because the more is revealed, the less they're going to be to have any credibility left. It's it they are going to be uh, totally condemned for this behavior.
1: Mm.
2: Along the lines of, you know, no weapon formed against you, the United States of America. I'm standing in the gap for the United States of America tonight. Mm. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue raised against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness vindication is from me. Mm. Mm. that's yeah.
1: good um you know what one other thing that just popped in my head that i've i've seen floating around i think this is a if all else fails thing that that Trump had put out this executive order in 2018 about foreign interference in the election and there was talk of if he's unable to prove this through the courts and stuff like this that he may you know call martial law on around christmas or after do you think there's any legitimacy to that
2: well you know that 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 rumor floats around periodically they were, you know, I went to Washington, D.C. for Y2K, to pray in Y2K on New Year's Eve of of uh, 1999, and um, that rumor was floating around then, and then periodically it keeps floating around uh, that, 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 you know, there's a certain group of people that are constantly pushing martial law, you know, and, um, and of course, that falls right into the Democrat Party's playbook. That's why they... That's why they tried to instigate this summer, past summer of rioting, is to um, to try to draw Trump into a conflict where they could then show him using uh, unreasonable force on peaceful protesters, uh, and and then call him a tyrant. You know, so that's a game plan: is to draw him out into a fight uh, against peaceful protesters that are unarmed with federal troops or or national guard. And even some would say, you know, put a few bad actors in that group of national guardsmen that would open fire.
1: Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, going to the prophetic, you know, there, you know, a lot of, we would say, reliable prophets, people that work in the prophetic um, that are tested, you know, uh, That we were all I think respect pretty much in unison all said, you know, Trump was going to be elected again in uh, this year in 2020. And many of them have stood by that even to this point and haven't backed an inch. And even you got Dutch sheets out there leading these nightly things in the swing States and and really moving forward in the spirit and calling the remnant forward and all that. But there have, you know, arisen questions because of this. Um, One of the questions is, you know, these prophetic words, are they, are they conditional? Are they unconditional? Are they, is it an either or given the time? Like how does that work biblically? Cause it seems like biblically there were times when God gave a prophetic word that it was unconditional. And then there were other times that seemed to be conditional. Um, in this case with the election, do you think some of these or all of these are unconditional or conditional? And then how, what is our role as the church and kind of, partnering with these words and why do you have to partner with it if it's unconditional? You see what I'm saying? I don't know if you want, just want to speak to any of that.
2: Oh, a, no, that's an excellent question. I mean, I think anybody that that uh, has a prophetic calling or anointing has to wrestle with that if they want to be sincere and um, transparent. You have to wrestle with the idea that, uh, you know, there are unconditional, very seldom and conditional more the more the average uh i think the scripture when i was when i I, the lord actually called me into this ministry i didn't call myself into it Um, and in fact i turned away from it i had other plans that i was going to you know i was planning on actually living going out west and getting further out into the mountains, and uh, uh, the Lord, I was asked to do a radio program, and um, I I turned it down, and then the owner called me back, and and he asked me if I would do it instead of one day a week and pay for the airtime. He said, would you do it five days a week, and we'll pay for the airtime and uh, that was just to cover the airtime and so I prayed about it and I felt like the Lord told me to do it so I said what kind of program and he said whatever you can you know come up with because he was converting his radio station to Christian broadcasting so I felt to pray this is in 1991 and I felt to pray if my people which are called by my name if if My people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. So that's a major conditional promise. It starts out with if. If they'll do such and such and fulfill these, you know, prerequisite, then I will follow suit, will hear, and heal their land. And I will, they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. So all conditional on them performing the first part, which is if you will do such and such, then I, the Lord, will do this. And so I, a long time ago, quit looking for specific people to follow me in that quest. And I just take myself before the Lord, and I'll and I'm saying, here I am. Send me, you know, um, and use that as a tool to intercede for this nation. And consequently, the Lord then begins to give more to him who has more will be given. And the more He gives, would in my uh, case and according to the Scripture, Jesus even I preached on this not long ago. Um, you know, he says so in Matthew 10 and Mark 4 and Luke 8, where Jesus says in those three of the synoptic gospels, be careful how you hear what you hear to him who has, meaning you hear and you act upon it, more will be given. But to him who has not, even what he seems to have will be taken away. <laughs> well, if, he, if you have something you've heard from the Lord and you act upon it, then the more he would give you would be something to hear. And where does faith come? It comes from hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So that's the key to me for an increased faith for a nation is to have to, is to hear what the Lord is saying, to act upon that. And with expecting, expecting the Lord to then give you more to hear, which would then increase your faith for greater exploits, you know, on behalf of the nation. Or the church, or whomever, healing for people, whatever the case may be, whatever the need arises. So, I think that, for the most part, for me anyway, most of the prophetic is conditional. But there are un- there are words that are unconditional, you know. And I thought about that today because I have something I wanted to share for this this broadcast, and I believe that it is. Um, It's an unconditional word, Uh, but the condition of that word becoming unconditional was that the person whom God gave it to in the case of Ezekiel had to speak it out because if he didn't speak it out, would that word ever come to pass independent of somebody, a believer somewhere on the earth that was listening to God and ready to receive that word and write it down and put it and then God publish it in this book of books and send it to us these thousands of years later. So I believe that um, the, the, there are unconditional words that God gives regarding judgment and salvation and de- deliverance and redemption and the processes by which he works through time, there are partial fulfillments of prophetic words, and there will ultimately be final fulfillment of all of his word. Um, and in between those times, there are epochs and times and seasonal changes where new transitions and dispensational dealings, I, I call them, a di- what we're in right now is what I, I coined this term for myself to explain it, that we are on a dispensational scale transition. It's not, it's more than reformation, it's more than revival, it's a dispensational scale transition, and the United States is the focal point of the world right now that wants freedom. It's the focal point of the world right now that wants freedom, and many of the people that are fighting for the freedom in this country to be ruled under the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States, and not uh, an abrogation by a corrupt political party that has no regard for the rule of law nor the Constitution of the United States, those people in the world that are looking for that freedom are looking to the saints because the saints have the key and the key is the word of God. That's the sword of the spirit. That's the hope of mankind. That's the hope of salvation is contained in the word. So the ones that God is using to raise up are the saints who know the Lord and know the word can receive the word and disseminate it just like Ezekiel did in his prophetic ministry. lo those many years ago. Conditional oh, words, conditional words, but an unconditional fulfillment by God, Come, no matter what, God is going to fulfill his word. But it can be a conditional word for any given time and place where he finds believers, where if they will fulfill the conditions, then God will fulfill yeah. his word. But there will be an unconditional fulfillment of all of his word, regardless of man, in the end. Mm. So
1: good. That's some deep stuff, man. That yeah. makes me want to dive in and really, you know, tease that out. But thank you for laying that sure. that overall trajectory. One one last interesting thing I wanted to throw you away and have you speak into it. But this is an, uh, kind of a unique passage in, in Daniel, you know, when he kind of was reading the scrolls and I can't remember if it was just Jeremiah or if it was Jeremiah Isaiah, but he was recognizing, oh man, it's been 70 years and this was prophesied. So he set himself to prayer and fasting. And so what seemed like in that case, an unconditional word, he still Mm -hmm. um, like partnered with it. And that's kind of weird. Like, it's like, well, if he saw that, why wouldn't he think, well, God was going to do this. I can't wait till it happens. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But he actually entered in and, and kind of partnered with it. What do you see happening there? Why Why is that kind of mysteriously the way that's put together in Scripture?
2: Well, that's an excellent question. And, um, you know, Daniel said, you know, he's, he talked about how he saw that it was the time for the saints to be given the kingdom. Uh, in Daniel seven, he talks about that, and um, I, I think when you first started speaking, I'm I'm re, I'm reminding myself of uh, Derek Prince, and after World War II, he went to Jerusalem and he uh, ultimately married this woman who had a, a home in uh, East Jerusalem uh, for unwed mothers, a Danish woman and um, they began to search the scriptures and understood that this may be the time for Israel to return to this native land of theirs and the formation of the state of Israel by searching the scriptures so they began to pray along those lines and then in 1940 may 14 1948 Israel was given statehood and war broke out 30 million Arab of uh, the nations surrounding uh, Israel uh, in the Population of about thirty million Arabs declared war on Israel, and um, they were part of that. They were they had the freedom fighters, the the JDF. They had them, you know, gathering in their homes, the precursor to that, you know, and um, IDF, I guess it was, and um, and uh, so I think about him. You when you search the scriptures. You may find yourself there with the Lord putting his finger right on the sentence that applies to you and your life in this time and place in history. If you don't search the scriptures and his word is not of value to you, then you can wander aimlessly like Israel did until you die 40 years in the desert.
3: So good. So lastly, in closing, how can we as Christians engage and um, prepare leading up to the inauguration? God has spoken and we're inspired by the scripture, Daniel, you brought up today. But give us a word on how to um, engage in these next few weeks or months leading up to the inauguration.
2: Well, I think... I think prayer, you know, I think that we need to keep ourselves built up because that spirit of fear, that that witchcraft spirit that's operating, even if you do not listen to television, radio, or any of that secular noise that's coming out, you are. there is still such a heavy spirit in the air of oppression. And the only way you can break that off is by praying in the spirit and staying in the word and strengthening yourself. That's the only way I know of. It's just basic fundamentals. And when you get into this level of warfare, which is international, I mean, you've got, this is an undeclared war being prosecuted against the United States of America by the Communist Chinese party, the Democrat party and the mainstream media. No question about it. The only, the, the, what you do at a time like this is you, you dig in and you practice the fundamentals. I'm reminded of Elizabeth Elliot. Do you remember her? Okay, well, I remember a story she told about when her husband Jim died uh in the jungle. And uh she was there with an infant child uh living in a in a hut in a jungle and she didn't know what to do. And the Lord told her, do the next thing. So the next thing was sweep the floor, you know, make a meal, you know. It's that simple, and but you do it as unto the Lord. So everything you do, your routine, there's no sense in running around and being fearful and questioning. Get into the word, get into prayer, do the next thing, take care of your home, Live your life the way it needs to be led responsibly. Look for opportunities to build up the brethren, or even to speak prophetically uh, to people that are not saved, because they're gonna, they're gonna, there you'll have opportunities now. They want to hear the Bible, whereas six months ago or a year ago they wouldn't, and I know for a fact I've experienced it.
1: Amen. Wow, well, Amen. that's so good Hey, so right before Love we that. sign off here Do you feel like God has given you A clear word that In, you know, January 20th That we will see Trump sworn in Or at this point, do you, do you just feel like You don't have that clear word But we've got to keep contending And see what God does
2: uh, I believe Trump won by a landslide the, the vote I believe he won by a landslide I don't know what Donald Trump's plan is. But I know that, you know, somebody asked me um, in this in our neighborhood, they were, you know, they were fearful about what was, you know, well, I don't know what's going to happen in this election, they said. And I and I and, and I said, well, I believe I do. I said, I believe I do. I believe the Lord has revealed it to me but I'm not sure what man's going to do about it. So um, I, this, 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 the, what I have to share today is uh, what happens between now and election day, or excuse me, now and inauguration day. And in when Ezekiel, in chapter five, he saw the vision of the flying scroll. And he says, then I turned and raised my eyes and I saw there a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits and its width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, this is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll. And every perjurer shall be expelled according to that side of it. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It shall remain in the midst of this house and consume it with its timbers and stones. Now, I believe the Lord is actually I, hardening that word in an in in application to certain segments of the population of this country and of the world. The, we know that, Jesus became a curse for us that we might receive the blessing of Abraham according to Galatians. We know that we were dead in our sins and trespasses before he called us and saved us. So when he hardens this word, he's simply making the fact that that curse is upon the house of the wicked known And the Democrats have embraced this. They've been defiant against God, defiant against the rule of law, defiance against the Constitution of the United States. And that curse is being hardened in the House of the Democrat Party today to the perjurers, to the liars, to the thieves, to the the people will perpetrating fraud against this country. He's hardening the curse on them because they've asked for it. They've been in defiance of God. And so they will cease to be a viable political party eventually. And we're looking at the, the destruction of the Democrat Party. That part I know for sure. So it follows to me that God would raise up righteous government in its place if the people of God will pray. Because if there's no one to pray for righteous government, why would God bother? And who would fill the positions? If you don't have righteous men and women, who's going to fill the positions in government?
1: Very good. Well, thank you so much, Hayes. Oh, you got something else? Go ahead.
2: Well, I want to say the beginnings of the curse are already seen in the fact that he's given these people over to a reprobate mind. He's given them over to confusion, and he sent a strong delusion upon them that they think that they can do this blatantly in front of everyone, steal an election and violate the rule of law in the Constitution of the United States and get away with it. That's a strong delusion that's been sent upon the Democrat Party by the Lord, in my opinion. I believe that's the case.
1: Wow. Well. As we say, uh, you don't soften it and you don't sugarcoat it, but we appreciate it. And thank you so much uh, for coming on here today, Haste. And we're going to continue praying. And if you're listening to this, um, you know, I, I don't think Haste has a way for you to, like, follow him publicly. But if you have any questions, if we have him back maybe next month or in the next little bit, Uh, shoot us some questions via email that you would want us to ask him. We will do that. And we talk to him almost every week just to get, you know, kind of what the Lord's saying to him and to get encouraged. So hopefully this encouraged you to stay in the fight, to stay in the fundamentals, to not give in to the, uh, the psyop and the the spirit of fear that's surrounding us. And let's keep going just for the kingdom, because no matter what happens in the next few weeks, it's God's agenda that we've got attached attach to and continue to further in the earth. So thank you, Haste, so much for coming on here and being with us today.
0: We'd love to interact with you on social media. You can contact us at FreemindFM on Instagram and Twitter, Podcast FM on Facebook. We also have bonus episodes with many of our special guests and you can get access to all of that back catalog if you support the show at patreon.com slash freemindfm. And don't forget, you can watch all these videos, the interviews that we've done recently in our God and Government series and our Social Justice series on our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com slash freemindpodcast to check those out. There's links to show notes to everything that we discussed and for our social media and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.